Would you be surprised to know that some of the most successful women of our time face challenges just like you and I do? Hi, I'm Amber. And I'm Lisa. We're authors of the book, Leading Ladies, Discover Your God-Grown Strategy for Success. We invite you to join us in an honest, messy bun conversation about the things we'd rather keep hidden in our lives. Some of those things can keep us from moving forward in purpose. So grab a cup of something delicious, kick off your shoes, and hang out with us for the next 30 minutes. We all kind of get stuck in profound times of grief, and we talked about kind of the light stuff last week. So we wanted to jump in this week and talk about some of the more profound areas where we experience the nowhere place and it's stuck into a loss, a grief. And I know that, you know, COVID kind of made us stop a lot of us. It affected all of us. And we had grief a lot of places that we didn't think that we would because this just affected the whole world. And so many people lost their families. So many people lost their jobs for a while, lost their jobs permanently. We had musicians who couldn't play. We had play outside of their homes. We had a people who were speakers who couldn't go and be on speaking engagement. So it's made us rethink everything sure. of our lives. And when it, will it ever be the same? Right. So Lisa, you have a profound moment that really impacted your life yeah. And, and, you know, in kind of recapping this last week, we did talk about the lighter aspect of this. We talked about the Groundhog's Day movie and how <laughs> Bill Murray was kind of stuck in this space in life where he just kept waking up and going through that process in the movie where he'd wake up right there, the same place until he finally started learning some things. He finally started investing in something other than himself and it helped him to look outward. And even when it comes to more profound versions of being stuck or going nowhere or just finding yourself not able to putting one foot in front of the other, it's a similar way that we get out of it, even in the most profoundly deep, dark times. I know all of us go through some difficult things in life. Some of those things we just choose not to talk to anybody about. We don't have big conversations out in the open where we say to people, this is what I'm going through. I think we just automatically kind of curl inward and try to take it on ourselves only those who maybe walk up close and personally with us really know what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and how we're working our way through those moments. And so we get stuck in things that may seem light and airy. We talked about procrastination last week, but we ended the whole concept last week of there are deeper forms of grief Maybe we've gone through extreme trauma. Maybe we've gone through some pretty profound hurt. And yes, the grief word. And I ended last week on saying, even in those moments, I believe there's nothing wasted in those profoundly hard times. I believe that we can glean something from those profoundly hard times if we're willing to. This is not a who's who on whose hurt is the deepest in life. That's not what this episode is about. But we do all walk in places that most of creation walks in as well. And yeah. we just kind of put it under the rug, you know. 
one of the most profound things that even one of the ladies who shared in the book, Janelle Raritan said, trauma is trauma. There is no level of trauma. Things affect us in such different ways. You cannot go through life saying, well, your grief is bigger than my grief. Your trauma is bigger than my trauma. Trauma has an impact in our own physical bodies Right, that it impacts us in a way whether it is a big T trauma, like a loss of a spouse that can hit us in the same area that a loss of a job or a loss of career or a, even the loss of a pet, you know, that hits us in the same physical place and it stores in a place called the amygdala of the brain and trauma is trauma. So I think the thing about it is, Lisa, when you talk about these different places of trauma, we all have different areas, but she has you know, the loss of a child, the loss of her career. We have a lot of this, but we cannot rate no. trauma. No, I think the thing that we can do is we can acknowledge that what took you to that place is not exactly the same as what took me to my place. Exactly. I lost a child. While it was profound, it's not the same as you losing a husband altogether. Something Mm -hmm. else took us there. And I think that's one thing that I really think is important. And it helps in the whole spectrum of getting you out and forward motion. I feel like for me, I had to find a way to reframe, readjust what I was walking through. I'm not saying I had to act like it didn't happen because there was no way to do that. When you lose deeply and profoundly, you cannot just act like it didn't happen. Share a little bit about that story, where you were at in life when you lost Noah. Sure. We had moved back to the Kansas City area to be around family. Randy and I knew we always wanted to have four children. We had three beautiful daughters. I didn't have any huge aspirations that we were going to get a boy. As a matter of fact, we'd been told that Noah was a girl all along through the pregnancy with ultrasounds. So I went into preterm labor a couple of times towards the end. Then when I did deliver, he was stillborn after a full pregnancy. You know, it's funny. I had had three very successful pregnancies. So for me, it had never registered in my brain that I might experience a loss, right? At the time, my parents who had been married for over 35 years were also experiencing a divorce. And it was rocking my world. I'm not going to lie. I'm so grateful that time has passed and that's a totally different story. And we should talk about it someday because watching people go through that type of a divorce, especially within a family, even as an adult child, I had to work through some stuff. But back to the original story with losing Noah, I never in my wildest dreams occurred to me that I might lose a child because I had three very healthy children. Uh, The pregnancies were not all easy, but it just had never connected that I might lose. And so when I did, it was very hard. I feel like I spent months in a very dark place and there were wonderful people who wanted to help my family through that. And people were loving and kind and praying. I had to find a reason to come out of the dark place. And my reason for me was my three little girls. My three children were what helped me crawl out of that space. And what's so funny about grief, ladies, 
is that I can be this many years past that. This happened in 1999. I can be this many years past this and grief can take you right back Mm -hmm. to those very deep, profound moments. And so in my journey, I had to find a way to make sure that that little life which I know goes on due to my personal beliefs as a Christ follower into eternity. I know it does. I believe in my heart someday I'm going to see that child of mine. Now, do I know what he's going to look like? Do I know, is he going to be in grown form? Am I just going to sense his presence? Is he going to be a little baby and I get to raise him all over? I don't know any of that. We don't know that much. God doesn't give us that much information about what that looks like. But I do believe I will be reunited with him. And I had to do some things to make sure in my heart and my mind that that little life was significant. And I had to start walking through my grief in ways that put it in perspective that he was significant. He did matter. He did have purpose. I may not get what the purpose is now, but down the road later, maybe it will make more sense. This many years past, losing him still doesn't make sense. It's still not something that I would ever wish anyone go through. But I have to be honest, my little girls helped me crawl out of that dark space. My sweet husband, who was equally walking through such difficult, profound grief, watching me close in on myself. It was such an interesting time because I do feel the thing that helped me move past it was recognizing there were others that needed me and also finding a way, and I hate to use this word, finding a way to memorialize this little person whose life made such a big impact in such a short amount of time. And so there were ways that I was able to do that. Uh, One of the first things that I remember I did was I immediately started to find ways to let people know he had been here. So whether it was an online memorial site where I could register his name and say, hey, he was loved. We don't get to walk with him, but he was loved. Or immediately recognizing, okay, my story is hard to tell. It does not feel good to tell it, but let me pay attention to the details because maybe someday there might be somebody else who has gone through this type of grief and maybe just maybe I could help them. You know, if somebody could get out of the hole a little bit more quickly, maybe I can help. Once again, it's very similar to what we talked about last week when we talked about when we're stuck, we have to start looking up and outward What can I do rather than just, you know, the blinders are on, I'm all caved in in this emotional fetal position, looking up and outward. Are there others out here that I could impact or I could be able to move through this with? That was one of the turning points for me that helped me crawl out of that space. I noticed that a lot of times your head, because I know what it is like to walk through very dark, dark, dark times. And grief is almost an illness people cannot see, uh, just like any mental health thing is. You can only turn in so long before it just becomes completely suffocating. And even though we all need to have our time of processing those dark places. And you know what? You never really get over Yes, I put it this way. It feels like the moments where you are taken back in time become fewer and far between. Yes. 
sometimes things happen and you'll go right back there. What if what you experienced, what if the stuck you're in came from violence, an act of something so horrific that reliving those moments in your mind, it's just hard to break out of that space. I would say in those moments, there is no shame in getting help. You know, we talked last week about some things that we need to look at when we're stuck. One of them is you need to find your team, those people that can build you up and encourage you. Sometimes that is professional. Sometimes we need a good therapist. We need a counselor. We need someone to help us go in and process the trauma, the grief in order to open it up, wash out that deep seated pain and hurt and be able to heal properly. That is one thing that benefits. I think what you talked about having someone to talk to, ladies, I think sometimes we underestimate the need for having that person in place, PIP, person in place, that you can process things through. I know not everybody has a counselor that they're established with, but I remember the day that I started praying for someone like Lisa in my life because I realized I didn't have a person in place that I could talk through some of the things. Girls, if you don't have someone who you see as a iron shepherd's best friend, you can be who you need to be without the makeup on. You need that person. Now, they will not be the be all and end all to get all the solutions you need and all the answers to the questions, but they can be a guiding voice to you and help you in every area of your life. So ladies, if you're trying to move in purpose and you're trying to move daily, you need a PIP person in place. Find your posse, find your crew, find your group and your ride or die ladies, find them. And you know what? Sometimes we have difficulty even recognizing, okay, what kind of women can be that? Like Amber Mm -hmm. said, iron sharpens iron. Find women who have gone through some tough stuff. And you know what? Maybe they don't think like you. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't look like you. Maybe they didn't handle a personal situation the way you would have. I think sometimes that makes all the difference. Finding those people that are going to call out the best in you, even when it hurts, but do so in love and walk with you through those storms. Another thing is just like we talked about last week, acting your way into feeling and Mm -hmm. doing, acting your way into wholeness and health and resolve and making sure that you are taking tiny baby steps to do so. Those little girls helped me get up every day, whether it was making breakfast or helping them get their clothes on or getting them tubby time at night and getting them back in bed. Those are things in life that may seem mundane, Mm -hmm. but they're little tiny steps that keep us in focus, moving forward, not head down, but looking up and out. Yes, there's a time where you don't need to be looking out, but once you get to that point where it's time to start just some of the most mundane things of life can be God's way of pulling you back into real everyday life again, right? 
One of the most profound things that I did at the height of my mental health issues is I went outside and I found great joy in just taking pictures. You have to make yourself do those kind of things. I had to make myself focus and I would write about, hey, God, this is honestly at a journal. In fact, that's how my Instagram started. That's how my barefaced journals, barefaced girl started is I just had to write to God, honestly, how I was feeling, exactly, but turn that back around to the goodness I know that God was giving me and showing me all around. Exactly. Because you have to have that balance. You can't live in denial about grief, nope. about stuckness. And in your humanness, it's not sinful to be stuck in grief. No. It's no. just a dark place of stronghold that God doesn't want for you to be to destroy you. He loves us. You know, it's not that we're not going to go through life and never have hardship. He doesn't promise that. And I would challenge anyone who believes that that is truly what the Christian mindset is, that it's just all sunbeams and unicorns. And it's not, <laughs> you're going to have struggle. It's, it's not unicorns. <laughs> no, it's not. Much to my granddaughter Nora's demise, it is not all unicorns. <laughs> but at any rate, it's like that you have to find a way in those difficult moments to find your joy and to find peace. And I believe that is what God is all about doing for us when we're in those deepest, darkest moments and times. He is all about that. And we just have to allow him to help us through them. You know, part of why we don't put feet on our dreams and just keep towards it is these little distractions, whether it's, okay, we're procrastinating, or whether we walk through some really heavy issues in life. We don't find that there's anything about those that might be salvageable or might be worth stepping on top of to get to a better place. Nobody wants to hear about that in your life. People have their own problems. People have their own issues. Part of what I find interesting about the women that we included in this book is that they all have walked through very similar spaces in life. Some of them have had very similar experiences that term, there's nothing new under the sun. You know what? We all walk through some stuff. We all bump up against some stuff. The key is how do we move past the stuff and start to really walk in the purpose that God put us here for? How do we do it? These women that we want to introduce you to in this book are going to show you ways that they've had to walk through the same stuff. And they're choosing to let you look in and see that for a minute in the hopes that somehow you get a foot up and you start walking in your purpose as well. And that's just kind of a great segue as our time is coming to a close here to talk about just why we're here. We're here because we want you to find your God-given potential. And we're going to let you sit down with this book. It's going to be like having a little cup of coffee or tea and sipping it along as you read their stories and gleaning what you can to help put yourself into a more successful pattern of living life fully for the cause of Christ. And we would love for you guys to get involved. We would love for you to share your stories of stuckness, of solutions that you walked through and it has been a benefit to you. We're a almost a sisterhood of sisters, lifting sisters, 
helping us do those brainstorming, thought leading. We can't do what we do without each other. We can't move forward in purpose without each other. And we need to value who's next to us more than we have in the past because we're not on this journey alone. Firstly, we have our father who never leaves us or forsakes us. And we have a community of sisters like us who just want to walk tandem with us and cheer each other on as we're moving in purpose together and help each other as we get stuck. So (laughs) your assignment this week, once again, we just ask you to lift up your gaze, lift up your eyes, look around you, look at what's happening around you. Could there possibly be things to learn from in this moment that you're going nowhere, you're stuck? Usually there are things that we can glean from the moment. And if we ask God to show us what those things are, I believe that he does. And I believe that he will. And so find that circle of trusted people that have your best interests at heart and find those iron sharpens iron relationships in your life and ask God, what do you have for me? What is there that you've given me that I could start utilizing in a new and a fresh way? And go to leadingladies.life, sign up yeah. as one of our VIPs, get that song download from Michaela. Soon and very soon, we are going to start talking to you about launching that book and what that looks like. And there are big plans being put in place for that. And we're going to ask for your help. Those of you that are willing, if you have questions about that, drop us a message and we'll try to give you a little insight as to what that looks like. And we just want you to go about having a great week this week. Amber, any final words? We just love you and we know that God is going to move you forward in the big and small ways and in what you think are stuck ways into amazing purpose because that's what he has called you all to do. And I want you to receive that God has something big for you and he just wants to wake it up. Yes. 